0: Today's show is pre recorded. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Y'all know
3: what time it is. Y'all don't know y'all better you ask somebody. Uh-huh. Hat on, hat on, suit on, on. looking like the black dog, giving a all. Dress like the million, like million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Y'all mm-hmm. mm-hmm. oh, tell me, who could it be for Steve Hart? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Listening to me. Mm-hmm. Put your hands together for Steve Hart. Put your hands together. Oh, come on everybody
2: Uh huh.
4: I said, uh huh. I sure will. But good morning, everybody. You're listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only Steve Harvey got a radio show. I feel it's necessary to explain what I say in the morning because somebody asked me, What do you mean by that when you say that in the morning? When I say, Uh Uh-huh, it's in response to David Hollister opening the song by saying, go ahead, Big Daddy, go ahead. I said, "Uh uh-huh, I sure will. Then I say, good morning, everybody, because I was raised that way. You're supposed to speak when you come in the room. I'm coming in y'all's room, whether it's your bedroom, the room in your house, your car, your office, you know, wherever you're at, I come in the room, I gotta speak, so I say, good morning, everybody. You are listening to the voice. And then I got to introduce myself because as a performer, I always felt my best when I was introduced. It's, no, why would you walk out on stage and introduce you? You know, you can't get the, a round of applause. It's just, it's horrible. So I say, you are listening to the voice, one and only Steve Harvey. Come on, dig me now. Now that's old school, I got that. But that's, I was, once again, dig me now is I want you to feel what I'm about to say. That's all I'm saying. There's not a bragging thing, you know. Y'all listening to the voice, one and only Steve Harvey. Come on, dig me now. I'm just asking you to feel what I'm saying in the morning. Because it's part of a promise that I made to God. See, a long time ago, I told God, if he allowed me to make it, that when I got there, I would tell everybody I know how I did it. And I wasn't going to shortcut it or shade him on it. I said, if you allow me to make it, if you give me the strength, the courage, the wisdom, you gave me a gift. If you let me apply it, don't destroy myself in the process. Forgive me for my sins along the way. Continue to hold and rock me when I need it. When I make it, I promise you, Lord, when I get there, I will tell everybody how I made it. Well, this started back in L.A., when I got on the radio, and uh, I was making it okay. I was doing okay, but I had to keep my promise to God. My promise was, if you allow me to make it, I'll tell everybody how I got there. I have to tell you that every day, because if it was not for that grace and mercy, I wouldn't even be here able to fulfill my promise because I've done enough dirt in my life, man, to not be worthy. He could have easily walked away from me a long time ago because I had show sure walked away from him. See, and I didn't walk away from him once. I walked away from him a bunch of times. But guess what? He forgave me a bunch of times. I'm a living example of hundreds of chances. His forgiveness and his mercy is available for everybody. It's the only reason I get on this show every day. It's the only reason I have the blessings that's coming my way. It's the only way that the things that keep happening in my life, man, that I have no explanation for is because of his grace and mercy. See, anytime something good happens in my life and I can't explain it, that's usually him. He exhibits to me, remember, I'm a forgiving God, man. Remember, so when you fall, Steve, don't lay down there. Don't you lay down there. Don't you let the devil fool you that because you done made some mistakes that you ain't, that you can't do it because everybody going to make them. There's none perfect, no, not one. So get up, keep moving, keep pushing, step on. What you laying there for? Your daddy didn't raise you that way. Look, man, my father was just about manhood. I'm going to just tell you, my daddy never had a conversation with me about church. He beat me for not going, but, you know, a couple of times, but he wasn't about that. It wasn't his message. That was my mama's job. My mama taught me about being saved, about loving the Lord, about giving your life, about the, the teachings of Jesus Christ. My mama was a Sunday school teacher. So I got all of that from her. My old man ain't had none of that for me. My old man talked to me about one thing all day long, hard working manhood. Well, you you gonna get that if you don't get nothing else from me. He gave that to me, so I got it. See, so my father used to say, excuse my language, but you ain't gonna sit there like no little punk up in here. You ain't that ain't what you finna do. You finna get up and go do what you supposed to do. Now stop all that whining like some little punk and go on and get the moving. That's how my father talked to me. Now I'm just telling you real, it worked for me though. And, and before you start emailing me, that had nothing to do with homosexuality at all. It's just that was his term for a man not acting like a man. That's all it was. It, it, had, it was not a gay reference at all. I want you to understand that before you start emailing me. So my daddy wasn't calling. That was not a sexual reference for him. My father talked to us. That's what he meant. I knew exactly what he meant. He couldn't have meant nothing. He ain't even know nothing about that. My old man clueless when it come to that right there. So When I was getting down and feeling bad about myself, my old man, he taught me this toughness, man. He gave me this grit, this doggedness, this go to work and work hard. That's why today when God does bless me with something, he ain't got to worry about me not working hard because that's in me. And when I get tired, I ask that same God for strength to keep on doing so I can do the blessings he got for me. So when you ask me, how you going to do all this, Steve Harvey? I don't know. I ain't got to figure that out. All I got to do is show up with the same amount of faith I've been showing up with. God handle the rest of it. See, (laughs) y'all, hey, man, let me tell you something. I don't see how you do it. I don't either. Can can I give you, hey, man, newsflash. Let me hear, I don't see how you doing all that, Steve. You doing this, you doing that, you Can I tell you something? I don't either. I just wake up with the faith, man, and trusting that if he going to bless me with it, he must be going to show me a way how to get it done. See, I ain't tripping on that part. See, once you take yourself out the how-to business, you can go on and get with it. But see, if you're going to trip yourself out with the how-to, you can't think like God can think. You can't figure like God can figure. So now you sitting up in here going, Lord, I want this to happen for me. Then oh, I don't know how I'm going to do all that. Well, guess what? You're in the way now. See, you now you in the way. Because see, God ain't asked you to figure out how to. He said, ask and believe. Then he said, faith without works is dead. That's my solution. That's the concoction that I'm functioning on. All I got to do is accept the blessing, keep the faith, be willing to work and believe. God can do anything but fail. Why would God bring me this far to leave me? Why would he bring you this far to leave you? So why I get up every morning? I have no choice. I got to get up in here and rap. When I'm running late, man, I try to plow through here. Sometimes I don't make it, man. I got to do a rerun, but I plow through here. Because, man, Steve, you're going to run out of something to say. No, I'm going to just keep thanking him. Now, you can't run out of that, can you? Because you owe him that. Matter of fact, when I get through talking, I really ain't thanked him enough.
5: You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show.
6: You know, it's so important to have representation in media. And NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts.
4: Ladies and gentlemen, it is here. The Steve Harvey Morning Show is upon us. Another another great day. Listen, man, um, I don't know how you approach it, and this is just a suggestion. It's all it is. You can do it any way you want to. But if you're having the mornings where you're waking up on the wrong side of the bed and you have some mornings where you wake up and you just ain't quite yourself, I have a suggestion. The moment you feel that way, if you just start having, just sit on the edge of the bed and just take a couple of minutes, to meditate, you know, before you get rolling, just put your feet on the bed floor and uh sit on the edge of the bed and just thank him. Just be grateful for your life, for your measure of health that you have, for your job, for the ability to wake up, to the ability to think in your right mind, the ability to, to have another opportunity today. Thank God that you that you're still here, that you, that you're vibrant, even if you don't feel vibrant. Thank him for being vibrant. That allows vibrancy to enter into your being. Just be grateful. and Start your day like that, man, and see what happened to you. Quit yeah. waking up on the wrong side of the bed, tripping your own self out. Do something good for yourself. Be thankful, huh? What you talking about? Come on now. Ladies and gentlemen, the show consists of Shirley Strawberry, Carla Pharrell, Mississippi Monica Jr. His real name is Kill Spates
1: on all yeah. government forms, and <laughs> nephew Tommy. Oh, yeah. uh, Junior, uh, what's on your mind? Man, unc, man, you talking about being grateful this morning. Man, I hit a milestone, man. And I just need to know if my folks feel like this. Man, I made my last truck payment. I don't, I ain't never did this before in my life, man. This my first what? time. Boy, do you remember when you first yeah. paid off a of Vic, Boy, is this yeah, the yeah. feeling you're supposed yeah. to have? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is, <laughs> Junior. Yeah, it is, yeah. Junior. Yeah, it is.
4: It is, Junior. It's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a big moment. It's a milestone. It's an accomplishment. It's yeah. a blessing. It's all right. of that. It's, it's seeing it through. It's, it's, it's God, you know, letting you, showing you that all, that good things are possible. Now, what you can do, Junior, you see, you take this feeling and yeah. you take this moment that you're having with the truck.
1: Yeah.
4: And so now you, you look at your vision board and you start saying, well, okay, well, what's next? Gotcha. You know, is it a house? Is it moving up in, in the job position that I wanted? Is it, is it, is it, is it acquiring a family? Is it, is it having a better relationship with my children? Is it, is it, is it trying to be a better man? How can I be a better man? What's on your dream board of becoming a better man? What can I do in the service of other people? What could I do today that would make somebody else's life better? Once you start putting those type of accomplishments, it's just a milestone to let you know what God is capable of. Sometimes you need something like paying a truck off so you can see how it works. And that's when you elevate. You know, people tell me, I always knew I'd be here. No, you didn't. No, 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 you didn't. You learn along the way about new levels. So now you got a chance to... Put some new levels in your life, Junior. Congratulations on thank paying you. off your truck, homie, what? and uh, God what? bless you and move on up to a big and better thing, Junior. Paying off a truck.
6: Ah! Woo <laughs> <Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! laughs> All right, <laughs> thank you. That was good. All right, coming up at 32 minutes after the hour, we'll hear from the nephew as he runs that prank back. Right after this,
5: you're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show.
6: All right, it is time for the nephew and run that prank back. What you got for us, Neff?
7: Surely I got unorthodox methods. Unorthodox methods. Let's go, cat dog. Hello.
8: Hello. I'm trying to reach. Uh, trying to reach Brother Robert. and speaking. Hey, how you doing? I'm. Uh, I'm calling you from the church. How you doing, brother? Man, I'm doing super fantastic. Any day above ground is a good day. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Hey, uh, hey, listen, man, we wanted to, uh, 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 being one of the brothers of the church, I wanted to give you a call. Man, you didn't make it today, but you, uh, well, you know, your wife stood up today and uh, asked us to keep y'all in our prayers because y'all are definitely trying to bring a a new child into the world. And and she let us know that, you know, uh, she's she's, uh, being a little older now, 41, 42. You know, she said it takes a little longer to try and conceive a child than, you know, in your earlier years, so we we definitely want to let you know, man, that we we got y'all in our prayers, man. Uh, man, you just don't know how much we appreciate that, man. Yeah, we've been trying, but I know with with prayers, all things are possible. Yeah, well, we definitely want to definitely want to keep you all in our prayers, man, and I uh, uh, hope that you all able to conceive this child and bring you know bring 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 a new a new child into this world. You know, the, the book says, be fruitful and multiply. Definitely, definitely. Now, who who is this again? It's brother Arthur. Brother Arthur, I don't know if you know me directly, but I'm, I'm brother Arthur, one of the brothers at the church. Oh okay, okay, brother Arthur. Thank you. No 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 brother Robert, what I wanna ask you, man, was the, have you considered any uh any alternatives, uh methods as far as, you know, uh maybe helping this situation? Uh we've looked at a few. Uh what 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 are you referring to as an alternative? Well, I mean I I think I have a, a good uh Thing then that, that might be able to help this thing speed up the process, and 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 you guys will be expecting in no time, man. Man, we definitely open for some things like that. Well, what, what what you got in mind? I mean, uh, well, what I have is a little little unorthodox, man. But I think if if you allow me to to to, to help you on this, man, I think that you'll be definitely satisfied. And you know, man, if, if nine months from now, you guys will be at the hospital waiting, looking for you, your baby boy, or your baby girl, you know. Well, well, clarify an Orthodox. Okay. Um, see what what I have in mind, man, is, is, is have you considered maybe like a surrogate father? Uh, clarify, <laughs> clarify, Because I'm thinking the wrong thing. I don't. I just want to make sure we're on the same page. What do you mean by surrogate father? Well, what it is, man, is you know you know of course a surrogate mother is someone that will carry a child for those that cannot carry one. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. So. What, 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 uh, I've gone to the doctor and got myself checked out, man, good physical and everything. I'm physically fit and everything. And, you know, maybe, I guess, the complications are coming from, uh, you as far as the child not being, you know, you're not being able to conceive right now. No, 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 ain't, no, ain't nothing wrong with me, man. Okay. Now, now, what you mean by you physically fit? I mean, what, what the hell they got to do with sharing? Well, see, what I'm saying is, if, 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 what, well, you know, if you, if you allow me to come over and, and and supply my services. I mean, let's say if you left for a weekend, man, and and I stayed over there. By the time you get back, man, man what the f- wrong with you? Is, is this what's going on at this church, man? Am I at the wrong church? They they you you telling me you trying? Help me understand. You saying you want to come over and 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 have sex with my wife? Well, I mean, I mean, don't don't look at it like that. Don't look at it like that. Look at it as if I'm helping I you break I mean, all what you telling me directly You just ain't you those f- words. Is, is, excuse me, now. Okay, you okay. telling me you want to come have sex with my wife? No, no, no. I want to come over and just apply my services, man, and put you guys in a better position that you will be what able to are have a child service? in your life. You, you understand what I'm saying? You understand where I'm coming from? No, nah, I don't. Sound like you tell telling me you want to have sex with my wife, man. What the f- is wrong with you, man? Hey, oh, hold on, hold on. No, this this, this Brother Arthur, man. Listen, see, what I'm, what I'm trying to do... Man, I don't give a f- if you Brother Charles. Who the f- is Brother Arthur, man? I don't know you. And then you talking about the church. What kind of shit? Is this the shit out down at this church? No, no. This, really, the church don't have nothing to do with this. It's me calling you to lend well, you. It, well, you're coming to me, Sam. I'm trying church. to be. If you allow me to be the surrogate father, I'll have her pregnant by the end of the week. Man, you got me up. See, I'm coming to the Bible study Tuesday. See, you You show up at Bible study so I see who the you are. Okay, okay, bro. Guaranteed me you want to have sex brother, brother wife. Man, what brother, kind of fuck okay, is brother, this, man? If you, you keep looking at it like that, how is we going to get this? How are we going to get past this so we can get you to this child, man? We I ain't gonna get past this. You talk about having sex with my wife. Where are your wife at? Brother, you ain't got no wife. So I I, I have a, a wife, brother Robert. What I'm trying to do is help you along with yours and getting this child conceived. That's what I'm trying to help. Brother, you can't help me talking about having sex with my wife. You said on other that I didn't think you was going that far with it. How the you get my phone number? Well, you know, we, we have people listed at the church. We have all phone numbers listed. He lists mine. And when I get that to you, I hope to see you, cause I'm gonna punch you ass. Hey, look, man. Why don't I? Why don't I speak to your wife uh, when she comes to church this week? And I see how. Man, she, don't say a thing to my wife. Hold on, I'm just gonna talk to her and see how she feels about maybe, maybe you know, using man, this no, particular. No, you can't say. Man, don't even look in her direction, brother. What bro, this about, man, who, who are you? I need to see you myself. What, what is all the anger, though, brother? What? what? Man, you, man. You wouldn't be angry, you just sitting there telling me. Let's the script. I'm gonna come have sex with you. What? Okay. You should get angry. Okay, brother. I I I got one more thing I need to tell you. Is, are, are you ready for? Can I say this? Man, hey, you better hurry up before I hang up in your face. Okay. Are you are you listening, brother Rob? I've been listening. I'm tired of listening. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by your wife. <laughs> Man, what you say? <laughs> Hey, man, hey, tell hey. me you can't be doing like that, man. I'm about to have a rest come to change with everybody in there. <laughs> but a your husband go straight towards town in the mouth. Then look for you. Boy, <laughs> <laughs> you had on that one, man. Ooh. Shit. All right, hey, one more thing, man. Tell me this, what is What is the baddest? I'm talking about the baddest radio show in the land. Just this- Steve, Harvey morning show with ignorant-ass Steve and ignorant as nephew.
7: (laughs) (laughs) You ain't got to give it to me. I know what it is. I know what it is. It's straight
6: greatness. All right, then we'll just move on then, (laughs) if that's the case. Coming up next, (laughs) it is Ask the CLO with our chief love officer in the building, Steve Harvey, ready for your love questions right after this.
5: You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show.
6: Coming up at the top of the hour in entertainment news, it is National 420 Day. National 420 Day. We'll tell you all about that. Late actor Gary Coleman is accused of sexual harassment. Talk about that as well. And reality star Jocelyn Hernandez is being sued for $25 million. We'll talk about all these stories at the top of the hour because right now it is time for Ask the CLO. Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey is here and ready. Shamika in L.A. says, I'm 30 years old and I was in jail briefly for not paying child support. I know it's usually a man thing, but my ex put me on child support knowing I had no way of paying it. He's turned my son against me and how do I get my back into my son's life. That's what Shimika wants to know. How does she get back into her son's life?
4: Well, that is very rare. You're right. It's usually the other way around. Now this guy that has turned his uh son against his mother, that's that's as ridiculous as when women turn their uh children against the husband. Uh I don't I don't know where people get off thinking that they can punish the person by not allowing them into the child's life, when the person who actually gets punished is the child, child. it doesn't make any sense. I don't know anybody that that don't need a mother's love. I, I just don't. I just don't know nobody. You know, and I, she's such an integral part of a child's life. And you know, man, this guy he obviously knew some little legal moves, and he got you in So here's what you do: you get out of jail. Uh, you have to make. Sometimes you have to make amendments to court, you know, to prove or say, you know, what your real status is. But I think you need to just try to sit this guy down, talk some sense into him, which could be very difficult because sometimes it's not. Just say, look, I want to be in my son's life. This is my child. Now, something had to happen, though, ma'am, that you're leaving out for the courts to take a child from the mother. Something had to happen. I don't know if you voluntarily did it, but if you didn't voluntarily do it because you thought it would be in the best interest of your son, something had to happen. You've got to work on that part of your life. That's just my suggestion. I don't know all the facts, but if there's something in your life that needs cleaning up or something like that, then you need to work on that aspect of your life too. But try to sit your ex down and have a conversation with him.
6: Good luck with that. All right. Uh, Jabriel in Norfolk says, I'm married to a man that will not shower in the evening before bed. He comes home and walks around in his boxers and a wife beater. I don't want his behind on our sofa, and he doesn't understand how nasty he is. What do I do with him? Why did you marry him? (laughs) What? You didn't
4: notice? (laughs) Really? He don't like to shower.
0: (laughs) He been nasty. Too. The
4: night before he go to bed, this ain't new.
6: <laughs> Carla said he's been nasty. Yeah,
4: this how he do. <laughs> now I don't know if you didn't notice this because y'all didn't live together. For you got. I don't know what happened, but yeah, yeah,
6: yeah.
4: you know, he come in yeah. from work. He don't like the shower. You worried about him sitting on the couch?
6: Yeah, looking this nasty behind
4: the bed, room.
6: man. <laughs> Come on, dude, I don't know
4: what to tell you. You <laughs> know, I'm. come on, lady,
6: that's a deal no. breaker, right there. All right, um, you gotta, babe. Uh huh, all right, <laughs> you gotta wash, you just got to. All right, moving on to uh, Corinne or Corinne in South Philly. Uh, Corinne writes, When I first started dating my boyfriend, um, I let him have a threesome with me and one of my friends. When we talk about marriage, he insists that regular threesomes are crucial, so he doesn't cheat. When I get upset about it, he says he's just playing. I've been with him for two years. Am I wasting my time? Mm.
4: Well, he's not playing. Mm-mm. He got the hair. Of this, you know, y- you started it. Yeah. You know, you allowed it. You know, y- y- y'all, y- y'all kill me starting something in the beginning, then you wanted to change. You let a man have a threesome with you and one of your friends. Hmm. Now you want to get married. He's insisting that that be a part of it, so he don't cheat. Wow. Oh, nah. You get mad, he tell you he just playing. Do it sound like he played? Well, let me ask you a question. When y'all was having the threesome, did it look like he was playing then? <laughs> <laughs> no, he just oh, work. Yeah. Was he, he playing then, he or was he giving his all? <laughs>
1: huh?
6: Yeah, that's a bit much.
4: Y'all, man, y'all look, listen to me. Ain't ain't nothing wrong with the traditional way. There's nothing wrong with it. True, true love ain't gonna, ain't gonna ever go out of style. Wanting to belong to somebody and somebody to belong to you, that's not gonna go out of style. Y'all keep in, in, introjecting new, in, interjecting new stuff if you want to. It's not gonna, it's gonna get
6: old. And this happened when they first started dating. Steve dating. Now nah.
4: nah, you want to get married to the king Bring of that threesomes?
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, not the king of
4: three. <laughs> king three, yeah, yeah. Well, I All mean, right now.
6: If, if she doesn't, then he's gonna cheat. <laughs> okay, then what you marrying for? He's telling <laughs> Dude, you ahead of time.
7: <laughs> he loves them.
4: Listen to me. In a deck of cards, it ain't but two jokers. That's in any deck of cards. When you add a third joker, what game can you play?
6: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, but yeah.
4: So when you add that third person, mm-hmm. where it's normally two in a playing deck, mm-hmm. what game are you trying to play? Triple Joker. Yeah.
0: You got
3: yeah. the big Joker, right. the
0: little
6: Joker, mm. and, and
4: the medium joker. <laughs> <laughs> and the and the and the littlest Joker or the bigger Joker. What boy? <laughs> yeah. Get up out of here. Junior yeah. Joker.
6: Yeah, joker, Yeah, (laughs) there you go. All right, moving on to uh, Madeline in Flint. Madeline says, I'm 44 years old and my husband is 62. And he has the nerve to try to cheat on me with text messages to women he works with. I always see the texts and delete them and usually don't say anything. Is this innocent fun or should I be concerned?
4: No, you should be concerned. He old and don't know how texts work.
6: Basically, what Stupid she's saying, ass. yeah, <laughs> that's basically what she's saying.
4: 62. Yeah. He got the nerve to cheat. You reading the text, he don't know how to lock his phone,
3: <laughs> he ain't
4: got no code, nothing. He just texting <laughs> yeah. and then you erasing it. He don't know where they going. Eat, girl, eat these texts, just be disappearing. I don't know where these <laughs> texts is kidding. going to, <laughs> and then they look. Oh, look at, I can't. Can you text me back because the one can you, you had texted, can you text me? Can you take tech me back? Because <laughs> cause the, cause the last <laughs> tech you sent me, it did appear. Ah, uh, miraculous. <laughs> uh, baby, baby, uh, have you seen uh, my tech messages?
0: Are you saying tech with a K? Tech
4: <laughs> messages, girl, th- it's tech. <laughs> Technology, short for tech, when you're teching, teching oh. somebody.
0: T
6: E C H, yeah. Yeah. All right, here we go.
4: All my tech messages just be gone. I got to tear this back down, down here to Apple Pwn and see what they can fix this here.
6: Wow. (laughs) Hmm.
3: Thank you. Thank
6: you, CLO. (laughs) We are uh, moving on because coming up at the top of the hour, we have some entertainment news for you right after this. Coming up at twenty minutes after the hour, we have Gospel Legend. Get ready for this Gospel Legend, Bishop Marvin Sapp joining us with his brand new music. Wow. <laughs> All right, and listen, nice. moving on. Nice. Yeah, yes. that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yes. We love us some Bishop Sapp. All right, um, moving on to Happy Four Twenty. Uh, Today is the day that tens of thousands of Americans around the country celebrate marijuana. All right. April 20th is cherished by marijuana smokers around the world as a reason to smoke with friends in massive crowds each year or in private in states where it's legal. Uh, It's also an international day for cannabis related protests. So, Steve, I got to ask you, I got to come to you. Are you lighting up today? Will you be lighting up today? In honor of 420.
4: I've never lit up a day in my life. No I ain't right. never had a joint before a day in my life. I ain't knocking it. Do your thing. If it's what you want to do, hey, I ain't judging. You know, I tell you what, if you light up, i have a cigar with you. But that's about <laughs> it, though. What I cannot do is uh-huh. alter the mental capacity that I live with. It's already something no. wrong with me.
3: Mm. Yes, sir. Fast. And I know it. Yep. Last I no thing
4: I need to do is, what you call it, Tommy, an additive. A additive. That's the <laughs> last thing I need is a damn additive or, in the words of my brother, a configurant. That's the last <laughs> thing I need a is a configurant.
6: No, you do not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You're in enough that. trouble as it a is. You're right.
4: No, I, I ain't knocking it, man. I mean, I've I been surprised at the people I found out who smoke weed. Mm-hmm. Stunned.
0: Well, you mean smoke back in the day or currently? Yeah. Currently,
4: I've been thrown off by the number of people who smoke. You know, when you when you round people, you you know respect and, and live with you know.
3: Uh
0: huh. You
4: hear you hear old ass. Sure, oh, I sure need a sack.
0: What happened? <laughs>
4: what? Excuse me. They still sell sacks. I sure need a sack.
0: <laughs> they got old terms.
4: <laughs> Think they got a 2 finger down there somewhere? <laughs> All
6: right, we're moving on. We're moving yes. on. Happy 420 for those of you who uh, participate. Moving on to older news. Uh, this incident allegedly happened back in 1987. 1987, okay? I was here. Yeah, remember uh, Saturday Night Live actress Molly Shannon? Yes. Well, Molly Shannon is alleging that actor Gary Coleman, the late actor Gary Coleman, um sexually harassed her at the Plaza Hotel back in 1987. Molly did a radio interview and detailed the event saying that she and Gary Coleman shared an agent and after a meeting, he invited her to his hotel suite. She said she didn't think much of of Coleman's invitation. Shannon explained, he held my hand. I was like, oh, he's so cute. He had a suit on. He told me I reminded him of Kimberly from different strokes. Shannon said that Coleman eventually asked her to sit on his hotel bed and things turned down a dark path when Coleman started trying to kiss her and get on top of her. And I was like, no, Gary, stop. So I pushed him off. Then I would get off one bed. Then he would bounce on the bed, jump, 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 and wrap himself around me. And then I would, I would like fling him off. Then he got on top of me. I was like, Gary, stop. I guess because of his size, I didn't feel physically threatened. She said, I finally got him off and I go to the bathroom and he grabs onto one leg. I kick him off and then I go lock myself in the bathroom and then he sticks his hands under the door and he's like, I can see you, Shannon continued. The entire ordeal ended after Shannon uh, sprinted out the room. Shannon says she told their agent that he should watch Coleman more. Of course, we all know Gary Coleman died back in 2010. Now,
4: listen to me, Shirley. Mm-hmm. We all know that sexual harassment is wrong on all levels. We got that. But Absolutely. He- hear what I think happened. She was just slanging his little ass around that hotel <laughs> oh, room. Over there, room. Jumping on his back. The white girl just, took him, just slung his little ass off. There was like like being in a fight with an aggressive ass teddy bear. It's just in there, and you just touched it. And this little brown, furry ass teddy bear, she was just snatching his ass around. Then he bouncing on the bed. What grown ass man is bouncing on the bed? Hit a little ass, bounced on the bed, jumped on her back. She snatched his ass off again. I wasn't really concerned because of his size. I was handling him. And then when I tried to run in the bathroom, he wrapped his arms around my leg. Now I'm dragging him around like I drag my grandkids around the house. They do do it. daddy, granddaddy, I want I want a leg walking. I'm walking with him on my leg. She done drug his little ass in there and peeled him off of her and got in the bathroom. Now he's so damn little with them little ass hands, he done stuck his hands under the bathroom door. What grown ass man? Can stick yeah. his fingers under the door and wiggle them and threaten you with, I can
3: see you. <laughs>
4: then you. Then you open the door and sprint it down the hallway. His short ass can't catch you because he got them little baby-ass teddy bear legs. Oh and it was just horrible. You was in there. And what he got on top of you, that's the part that it, it, you had a little Chucky, 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 Chucky moment. Really. It?
6: Yeah. Yeah. Chucky the doll.
4: Look. Yes. Look. Chucky the you. But Chucky without the knife, though. He Chucky without the
3: knife. He he not even
4: Chucky ain't got no knife. You can whoop Chucky's ass. And I know he's gone, and you probably wasn't supposed to do that joke, but pray for me. He ain't through with me yet. I probably shouldn't have did that. This is
0: why you can't light up on 420. This is right.
4: See, see, what I need to be lit up for.
0: Because you're already Clearly.
4: I showed you a very picturesque picture of what (laughs) happened—an aggressive-ass teddy bear and Chucky without that knife.
6: All right, uh, coming up in twenty minutes. Put a little bitty suit on
4: the little GI Joe suit.
6: I think we'll agree we all need the Lord. Well, that's good because Bishop Marvin Stapp will join us with his new music right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Hey,
4: everybody, we got a very, very special guest, as promised, this morning. Uh, He's a family member. Uh, We've been friends for a long time. He's a special guest. He's an author, radio show host. Now, he's a self-proclaimed preacher who just happens to sing. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's a senior pastor at the Chosen Vessel Cathedral in Dallas, Texas. And after being an award-winning gospel singer for over 30 years, he got more hits in him. He's working on a new album, and we're going to hear his new single, All In His Hands, coming up next But before we get to it, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show people that most of you refer to as Bishop Marvin Sapp, but who I have referred to over the years as my dear friend, Mm. Marvelous Marvin. Ladies and gentlemen, Bishop Marvin (laughs) Sapp. Yes, sir. Good
7: morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Pastor. Good morning, morning, everybody.
9: How's everybody
7: today?
9: Good. Man, how you been, man? I've been good man I've been good you know coming through pandemic and uh you know recalibrating rethinking how you do ministry and uh reinventing yourself all at the same time but it's it's been fun for me I, and I tell people all the time you know the the, the pandemic did me well cuz I kind of needed a I needed a little vacation you know from traveling you know, being on the plane four days a week for twenty plus years, so it's it's pretty cool for me to just to be able to relax for a little bit. Wow,
4: that's good, man. Hey, man, cause mm-hmm. like I, you know, I always remember this because like right now you're the senior pastor of the Chosen Vessel Cathedral in Dallas, but yeah. you're also the pastor at uh, Lighthouse School, Lighthouse. yeah, Lighthouse Life School Center. Life Center in Grand. R- cause that's why I remember you being. But I didn't. I didn't, yeah. How long? How long have you been in Dallas?
9: I've been in, I've been in the Dallas Fort Worth area now for almost three years. I, I, you know, you never know how bad you need change until you make the change. And I just I, I realized that I needed I needed a, I needed a different environment. And uh, I realized also my church in Grand Rapids needed a different environment as well. So you know I I retired from that particular ministry. And uh, I, I installed a, a wonderful pastor, his name is R.J. Marshall. Matter of fact, his birthday was yesterday. Shout out to R.J. And put him in as the senior pastor there and left with nothing but my Bible and, and some clothes and uh, moved to a city that I've never been to before and, and started over fresh. And when I got here, we had about 250 members, believe it or not. People thought I was coming to a mega church. And uh, we've grown to over 2,000 overall
4: since I got here. So it's been great, even through the pandemic, wow, yeah. Wow. Well, man, that's that's great news. You know, people, I think people don't realize for everybody, I don't care if you're a minister or whatever, if sometimes in order to grow, you got to go. Yeah, uh, you do. And I found out in my life many times. But what we gonna do, y'all, when we come back, we got a new album, it's called Substance. It's gonna be released this June. We got a new single called uh, All In His Hands. And we're going to hit a new single when we come back. We'll be right back with my brother, my friend, Bishop Marvin Sapp.
5: You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show.
4: All right, everybody, we're back. And our special guest this morning is Bishop Marvin Sapp, who I've never called Bishop a day in my life. We <laughs> have always been my boy, you, marvelous you Marvin. You got to do
3: that, D. You no. got to do that, scene. You got no. to do that. Don't worry about it.
4: Because, man, like, we've had so many real conversations, man about yeah, faith real. and just about life, man. I've always been able to just talk with this brother and just be honest and frank, man, and be honest about faith and, and, and the walk with Christ. And the dude has always just been that type of dude for me, man. And so I really appreciate that about you, brother. Thank you so much. Set this song up right here, All In His Hands. It's a new single. Tell us about it.
9: Well, I mean, you know, during the pandemic, so many people have been experiencing all types of anxieties and stresses, and it's been crazy, even for myself. So I said, you know, no matter what's going on in our lives, we just got to learn how to put it all in his hands.
4: And that's what it's about. All right, let's hear it. This is all in his hands.
3: Hearts are broken. Hearts are broken. Eyes all filled with tears. Eyes filled up with From tears. From words unspoken. From words unspoken. Mind all full of fear. Mind all full of fear. Lord, we know. We know you can do it. Change all that's wrong to right. Change all that's wrong to right. Put it on the table. Put it all on the table. Save our lives. Save our life. Put it all on Stand. Cause you understand, we need help and you can. We need help and you can. No better than. Oh, oh, man, that
9: that, was, that was beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was beautiful.
4: The album is called Substance. It's yeah. going to be released this June. The new single from the album is called All In His Hands. It's available now. You can go to all music streaming platforms at Apple. You can download it. You can get it anywhere you want to. But Steve Harvey Nation, this is our boy. This is Marvin Sapp, this our dude right here. Let's get on the bandwagon. Let's make it a hit. I need everybody to go to all, go to Apple Music, go wherever you gotta go. I don't care where you go. The name of the album is Substance. The hit is all in his hands. It's available now, ladies and gentlemen. Our friend, brother Marvin Sapp.
9: Thanks, Woo-hoo! girl. Let me get my last. My last child through college. She almost done. Thank you all so much. I appreciate it. Amen. Amen. Marvin
6: Sapp, everybody.
9: Love y'all. Take it easy. All
6: right. Thank you, Bishop Marvin Sapp. Coming up next, it is the nephew and the prank phone call right after this.
5: You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All
6: right. Coming up in about four minutes after the hour, it's my strawberry letter for today. And the subject is, my husband really enjoyed the prom. Okay? We'll get into that, find out what that's all about in just a few. But right now, it is time for the nephew and the prank phone call for today. What you got for us, Nev?
7: Well, Cheryl, I've been seeing quite a few of them lately. What? Since since people are stealing Cadillac converters, I've been seeing tow truck drivers. Tow truck drivers. Cat dog, if you would...
8: The whole electrical system in the whole... hello 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 I'm trying I'm trying I'm trying to find Candy is, who is this? Uh, this is man. Okay, you you are you the guy with the tow truck? You you the tow truck driver? Yeah, that's me trucking. Okay, hey man, you jump started my girl's car three days ago and blew the whole electrical system out, man. I did. Hold on, hold on. Let me get back in my truck. You said I did what now? You do jump people's vehicles when they when they got a stalled vehicle, don't you? Right, that's what I do.
9: I I jump vehicles, yes.
8: Okay, so you actually did my, my girl's car about three days ago, man. You jump-started her car, but now when you, when you over-jumped it is what you did, okay? You done blew out the whole electrical system in the whole car, the dashboard. Everything is just completely out, and they talking about this going to be about $1,500 to get this thing. And I'm sorry, now, what was this now? <laughs> My name's Kenneth, man, but you, you, my yeah, girl Sheila, man, you man. jump started. you overjumped her car. Well, just wait, wait a minute, Kenneth, there's no such thing as, uh, overjumping a car. You can't overjump a car, man. Man, let me tell you a car. Now, whoever told you that, that just, now that's just dumb. Hey, let me tell you something, man, you overjumped my girl's car. Okay, and you blew out you the You can't entire... a car. Well, you mean you That's what you did, man. You done blew out the entire electrical system. The entire dashboard is completely dead. The people at the dealership saying it's going to take $1,500 to get this thing back up and running. Well, you may want to take it somewhere else because they're trying to rip you off. There's no such... There ain't no such thing as over jumping a car and blowing... And if she drove off that day, then... She should be fine. I've jumped plenty of cars. I jump cars all day long. People always need to jump. I, no one's, I've i never over-jumped a car you blown out jump- of the electrical hey, man, system. Look, you over-jumped this car, okay? And that's the reason why it's completely shut down. All, all the fuses are blown out. Everything is completely dead. You over-jumped the car. And Now, it's $1,500, and the reason why I'm calling you is you should be the person paying for this. Oh, uh, no, no, hell no, no. Now, that's... Sure ain't gonna have, it. I'm not gonna pay for something I didn't do. You did, you did it. You're the one overjumped it, man. You overjumped the d- car. I don't overjump cars. Now, that now wait a minute. Now, wait just one d- minute, man. Now, I'm not gonna argue with you. I jump cars all the d- time. And you mean, you mean to tell me know. I overjumped your, you? You're a d- No, lad. I'm not. I'm not you, you, you know what? You're gonna get your ass whooped if I don't get this $1,500. I'm sorry, you said what? Nurse? You're gonna get your ass whooped if I don't get this fifteen hundred dollars to take care of this whole car and the whole electrical system. Well I tell you what, I'm over here on Martin Luther King right now. Now if you're talking about whooping somebody, you bring your a** on over here. Now I don't overjump jump no a** cars and I don't owe you no a** money. Anything. You owe me fifteen hundred dollars, you country son of a**. a, a**. you owe me I don't owe you a a**. A**. son. Let me tell you something. You'll be in for a long a**. Day, I will take this tow truck and ram it straight up your ass, and I'm not playing with you. Now, I don't, I d- well don't talk to people like this, and I sure as hell don't appreciate it when someone talks to me like that, oh, whooping my ass. You got it, hey, man, I, You know what? You're going to mess around and get your little tow truck towed off some d- that's what's going on. You what? And you're going to get you your what? whoop in the mix of all of this, man. Let me tell you something. I need this $1,500 today or tomorrow so I can get my girl coffee. Well, I don't owe you where the did I jump this car off at because that's exactly where I'll meet you at. You, you jumped my girl car off at her job. She was downtown at her job. What street? Because I'm down there a lot. I don't know what street it is, but she, she worked downtown. So, you, so that's your problem. You're such a dumb She don't even know what treat it to them. and you know no, I don't owe you fifteen hundred dollars. You are crazy as you hell. I mean, fifteen hundred. I'm gonna get this fifteen hundred out your Now you're gonna make a decision on which one you wanna do. If you gonna bring me the fifteen hundred today or tomorrow, or I'm gonna have your whoops. You got your five o'clock tomorrow, evening. son. You ain't gotta wait on tomorrow. I made my decision right now. I ain't gonna happen. I ain't ever gonna happen. I don't owe you And if you can get it out of my Son, you can have it, but I bet you this much: you better pack a c- lunch. It's gonna be a long f- night for you, buddy. I, I don't care how long it's gonna be. You are gonna get a fifteen hundred dollar whooping. That's what you gonna get, Candy or candy man. You gonna pay? You gonna pay this fifteen hundred dollars? You can call me what you want to call me, son. But I tell you this: after I whoop your, c- you'll call me something else. You country. Listen, son. I've gotta go. I got work to do. I've got somebody outside wait right, waiting on me right now to hook up their. C- car. I ain't got time to be arguing with you, son. All right? Now, if you really want to find me, you really want to find Candyman, everybody out there knows how to find me. You understand me? So if you really want that $1,500, son, you come and get it. But I ain't got time to be sitting here arguing with you all day. I got work to do. I got to get back out of this truck. I got one more thing I need to tell you, and I want you to put this in your mind good and strong. Are you well, listening? I'm listening to you, son, long as you ain't gonna say about me giving you $1,500 i tell you what, I want to tell you this. This is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked by another record driver named... You know what, that son of a... <laughs> a <laughs> that, that son of a... <laughs> a you know what, <laughs> you're listening to this, because I owe I <laughs> you a $1,500 <laughs> moving <woman>, son.
9: <laughs> hey, man, I...
7: What? <laughs> I don't know. That's
9: know.
7: Oh, that's it. That's it. That's Joe how you tries. do it when you finish, huh? What?
4: <laughs> yes. That's, that's a what? prank reaction, huh? I'm ready for it, Tommy. <laughs> I'm ready for it. What are you What's ready that? for? What? Just self-praise and worship. Yes. Oh, Come on oh, in here.
7: Oh, of it. Yeah. Come on oh, in here. We're in the middle of it right now. Yes. Oh, I did God. it. Yes. 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 Thank you. Thank you how very much, everybody. How
6: great thou art. Oh, a yeah. that, oh, song about yeah. the Lord. Okay. Yeah. You
1: gonna steal uh, the Lord's song? I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's i <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
7: It's a beautiful
4: thing.
6: You I'll tell you up. what.
4: Listen to me, son. I'll tell you what.
7: I'll tell
6: what? you. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't usually <laughs> I right. talk oh. to people like this.
1: <laughs> I don't overjump no cars. <laughs>
6: You can't yeah. over jump a Just car.
1: A car.
6: Right. What is that
3: anyway. what but
4: but but this is my favorite line of all people when you call it.
6: I tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you love that accent too, Steve. Man, hell truth. yeah.
4: Country <laughs> people man, that country people ain't really scared of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I stepped on thirty-five rattlesnakes one night. Got out of all of them. What you finna do? What is you finna do?
7: Uh, I love country people, man. I love country people. They don't care, and they gonna let you know how
4: they don't care. Bull. (laughs) Locked on my ass one time for fourteen hours straight.
3: Uh,
0: (laughs) Really.
4: finally got his teeth I, out of my what is you fitting to do
0: i <laughs> tell
3: you what
4: be saying, be going man wait a minute what happened to your dog
0: you were 14 <laughs> hours <laughs> And you, you live to tell it yeah. <sighs> more than half a day yeah. yes I was was leaning
4: a over with locking. a pack of that's i was leaning over with a pack of peanuts at the zoo one time and fell in the gorilla cage I was in there for two days with that with that <laughs> with yeah, his right. ass and then they're just talking and working through it you know yeah
0: yeah <laughs> what
7: you gonna do
4: you yeah.
0: have no yeah, fear
4: so what <laughs> are you fitting to do
0: right because i
4: got out of that silverback, back now what is you fitting to do <laughs>
6: <laughs> all right thank you nephew uh coming up next it is the strawberry letter and the subject is my husband really enjoyed the prom we'll get into that right after this It is time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, work, sex, parenting, or more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to SteveRBFM.com. All you have to do is click Submit Strawberry Letter. and We could be reading your letter live on the air. Pop, pop, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. You never know. It could be yours.
7: You'll never know. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it
6: is. Strawberry Letter. Thank you, nephew. Subject, my husband really enjoyed the prom. Dear Stephen Shirley, I've been married for 11 years, and I have one daughter that's 15, and my husband and I have an eight-year-old. My husband is a great man, and he stepped up to be a father to my daughter, whose biological father passed away. My husband is a tutor at my daughter's school, and he volunteers at events as a makeshift security guard at the school. Prom was last weekend, and my husband volunteered to be a chaperone, so he got out of tux and everything. We allowed our daughter to go to the prom, but we were nervous. We were a nervous wreck because she is so young. When my fine husband left to go to the prom, he was sharp. It was fun to see my husband so excited about it because he never went to his prom. I got a call from one of my Sorors who was working as a chaperone too, and she hinted that my husband was doing too much at the prom. (laughs) Apparently he was on the dance floor with the cheerleader coach and even slow danced with her. I let him have his fun, and I was watching a movie at home. My daughter observed her curfew, and she was home by midnight. My husband was supposed to be right behind her, but she said he left the prom around 11 p.m. I told her to watch her brother and I'll be back. I went to the school and my husband's car was there, but he wasn't in the gym. I called my husband's phone and he was out of breath and clearly startled. I told him I was at the school and he said he was on his way home. His car was no longer in the parking lot, so I left. He got home an hour later, a bit disheveled, and he had been drinking. He will not allow me to question him about it, and that doesn't sit well with me. Should I call my soror for more info or let this go and trust him? Uh, Please do not let this go. You deserve some respect. You deserve some answers about what happened, and you're asking, should you trust him? Should you trust the man who your daughter said left the prom around 11 p.m.? uh the man whose car was at the school but he was nowhere to be found should you trust him the man who answered his phone all out of breath and who was clearly startled when you his wife called should you trust him the man who told you he was on his way home and didn't get there until about an hour later all drunk and disheveled trust him uh this man won't even allow you allow you your words his wife to ask him questions about that night Trust him? No. I I say trust your own instincts. You already said this doesn't sit well with you. It doesn't sit well because it doesn't feel right. I know you're thinking that he and the cheerleader coach did something that night. All the signs point to it. Just know that when you ask him, he's going to lie. He is going to lie. Be ready for that. That's why he doesn't want you to talk about it. But so what? You got to ask him anyway. You should be able to ask him anything, find your voice, use it, say what you feel. Uh, He's your husband. He's acting guilty. He's acting guilty. All those things point to guilt. Um, Whatever the case, this needs to be addressed. It needs to be resolved. Shutting you down is only making it worse. It's making him look worse. He's handling this uh, all the way wrong, which makes it even harder for you to trust him ever again. And you deserve some answers. Steve? Come on. Well, Come on. Well, I know well. you have a, a reason for every lie.
4: Oh, girl. I, You know, the, the question you posed really threw me off. uh
6: uh-huh.
4: You said he is going to lie. Uh,
6: yeah. Uh, yeah. You uh,
4: what he, he supposed to do. Uh-huh. If there was ever a time for a lie, clearly this is it. See, I don't even know. I don't even know why you. I don't, you know, Shirley, your comments were spot on for a woman that you know want to know all this. But girl, he gonna lie. Duh. <laughs> I'm stating the obvious. <laughs> yes, but he gonna lie. He, he, what, he, what? What good will the truth do in this letter? Lies necessary. I'ma walk you through this letter. Mm-hmm. I will show you in this letter. Look, everybody know what happened. But I'm going right. to show you how to lie. Come on. <laughs> Come on here. How this story got to go. You've been married 11 years. You got a daughter that's 15. Your husband and I got an 8-year-old together. Husband's a great man. Stepped in to be a father for my daughter-in-law. Her father, Her father passed away. You know, my husband is a tutor at my daughter's school. Now, that's very rare. My husband is a tutor at my daughter's school. So obviously, this man is educated, smart guy. You know, I can't be no tutor at the school. All these kids finna fail. <laughs> this is
6: not about you. hello. I'm just
4: saying. <laughs> so you you lucky right there that you got a man that can tutor kids. <laughs> <laughs> then he volunteers at the event as a makeshift security guard at the flow this ain't a public school I can tell you that right now because you can't go in as a makeshift security guard in no real inner city public school not the one on Martin Luther King you guys <laughs> got to go in there with gun handling experience uh, ju- judo ass whooping you got to be you got to really have set of hands in here because some mm-hmm. of these kids will knock your ass out so <laughs> this is not a public school. This mm-hmm. nice little cushy ass private school where you can volunteer and be a couple of things. Yeah, okay. yeah. You, we, we have security at our school, real security, look like security. Look Your like- husband ain't it, and he the volunteer tutor. You can't, you can't tutor me in math and then whip my ass. You just ain't <laughs> okay. To
6: Hang on, Steve. Hang on. Okay. We'll have part two of your your response coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. Today's Strawberry Letter subject, my husband really enjoyed the prom. We'll get back into it right after this.
5: You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show.
6: All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's Strawberry Letter. The subject, my husband really enjoyed the prom.
4: Now let's get back into this ridiculous letter where Shirley posed a question to the woman. You've got to find this stuff out, which you do. And then Shirley forewarned the woman that he is going to lie. Mm -hmm. My response to that is, of course,
3: (laughs) (laughs) he. Why would he not?
4: (laughs) He has to lie. Well, what? What is? This is the perfect time for a lie. Say time, tell the truth. Now let's walk through. Hey, what, Shirley?
6: He should have lied before he shut her down. That's that's the real issue. That's That's cause
4: he he cause he ain't used to lying. Yeah. He volunteering all down at school, tutoring and all this here, and then makeshift security guard. He ain't good at this. He ain't really no player. He just got caught up. Yeah. Your husband is a tutor at your uh, daughter's school. He volunteers as events, a makeshift security guard at the school. See, so this is a nice little, 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 little uh, public uh, you know private school. you go The prom was last weekend. Your husband volunteered to be a chaperone, so he got a tux and everything. We allowed our daughter to go to the prom, but we were nervous as wreck, nervous wreck, because she was so young. When my fine husband left to go to the prom, he was sharp. Now, <laughs> right here, he fine. You know, you saying he fine. You know, uh-huh. yeah, well, yeah, that's that's objection. Mad. <laughs> You know, he, he, must, <laughs> he you know, must be fine. It. I mean, you know, he could be. You know, well, you know, I'm less. She unless, said unless, he is. Well, Tommy think <laughs> he fine? That? Where we at with that? Wow! You know, but Tommy said it it. about
6: himself. She said it about her husband. Right.
4: See, but you know, both people can be wrong.
6: (laughs) Why you hate (laughs) on Every time somebody (laughs) says somebody is fine, you get mad.
4: (laughs) It was fun to see my husband so excited about it because he never went to his prom. Mm -hmm. Got a call from one of my sorrows who was working as a chaperone too. She hinted that my husband was doing too much at the Mm -hmm. prom. Apparently, he was on the dance floor with the cheerleader coach and even slow danced with her. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it didn't got good. The no. coach was fine. Well, you you did say he missed the prom. <laughs> now, I bet you the eating coach was fine. Yeah. That, I yeah. bet you. Yeah, I'm there with you. Man. Yeah, he oh, put that you. tux on. He out there with the eating coach. Yeah, you wasn't there and you know he slow danced with him I let him have his fun and I was watching a movie at home mm-hmm. you might have calm about this my daughter observed her curfew and she was home by midnight my husband was supposed to be right behind her but she said he left the prom round 11 <laughs> <laughs> Tell it, darling. Yeah, I can bet you that the cheerleading coach was gone, too. (laughs) I told her to watch her brother and I'll be back. I went up to the school, and my husband's car was there, but he wasn't in the gym. I called my husband's phone, and he was out of breath and clearly startled. Now, right here. This is the amateur that he is. (laughs) What the hell did you answer that phone for?
3: (laughs) Right. Right.
4: Because you had the phone on silence so you wouldn't disrupt the music at the prom. Mm. Come on. Oh, that's slide it's number
6: right one. Right that's then. why you
4: had that phone on silent. But he's going to answer. For... <laughs> hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby, what's happening? What you need? Where you at? I told him. I'm at, I'm at the school. Yeah. Right, right. I'm Where up at, at, at school. He said, well, I'm on the way home. His car was no longer in the parking lot. See, when you came out the gym, mm-hmm. see, he saw your car park up, park pull up. They was in the classroom looking at the parking lot. When he <laughs> saw your car pull up, he started pulling himself together. So when you went into the gym, his uh-huh. ass came down off that second floor, ran around yeah. the back of the school. He mm-hmm. in his car now. So when you said, I'm at the school, where are you? I'm on my way home. He pulled his car out of there. So now you ain't even seen his car. That
7: boy it's was what moving. what I'm finna tell you. That boy was moving.
4: Yeah. Oh. Another lie. His car was <laughs> no longer in the parking lot, like, so I left. He got home an hour later. God, boy, don't know, but, but yeah. then he had to go back to finish. See, you what you don't understand is he got back an hour later. He told her to wait right here. He drove his car in the parking lot, like, waited on you to leave, then he hooked back around on the other side of that school, went on back upstairs mm-hmm. with the cheerleader coach. That's what happened here. him. So now, <laughs> he was a bit disheveled. He got home an hour later. Yeah, he had to. What, why would he get home an hour later? So you
7: got to finish. Okay. It was
4: unfinished business. He got home an hour later, a bit disheveled, and he had been drinking. He will not allow me to question him about it, and that doesn't sit well with me. Thanks. The reason he won't allow you to question him about it is because oh. he don't have the to lie together yet. Should I call my soror for more info or let this go and trust him. So now, Shirley, ask me whatever you want to ask me about tonight. And I'm going to tell this dude how this works. Go ahead, Shirley. Any okay, questions Okay,
6: I came to, to the school. I drove up to the school to find you. Um, where were you? I was on the way well, home. You weren't in the gym. Your car was outside, though. Oh, that wasn't my car. Excuse me?
4: That wasn't my car.
6: <laughs> Baby, that was your car. No, no, I know your car.
4: Baby, that ain't the only Ford they sell. <laughs> yeah.
6: But it's the only one with your license plate.
4: Okay. That didn't have my license plate. The chemistry teacher got a license plate damn near just like mine.
6: <laughs> These are some weak lies. These are some <laughs> weak lies. Yeah. Well, right we now they're
4: strong go. enough because you ain't All right. seen
6: <laughs> All right, listen. Please leave your comments on today's strawberry but- letter. On Instagram Talking and about. at Steve Harvey FM. Please check out the Strawberry Letter Podcast on demand. Coming up next, it is Sports Talk with Junior right after this.
5: You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. It is time now for Junior
6: and Sports Talk. What you got, Junior?
1: All right, Shirley. Well, your yes, NBA second season is underway, and man, is it good too, man? I'm telling you, I don't know if you've seen these games long, Tommy, but the Raptors and the 76ers, that is a physical series. Because Joel yeah. Embiid is imposing his will on top of these Raptors. 112 to 97 the other night. They lead the series 2-0. Also, the Mavs, man, tied it up with the Jazz. 101, 110 to 104. Jalen Brunson dropped 41 points. No Luka Doncic for the Mavs. He stepped up and dropped 41. This boy was balling. Also, mm. the Warriors... If you want to see the Harlem Globetrotters in a different uniform, it's called the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> they, they are whooping the Nuggets, 126-106, to 2-0. 34 points off the bench for Steph Curry. Jordan Poole put down 29, and then your boy, Clay Thompson, dropped 26, man. So tonight we got the Nets and the Celtics. Now, this game, did you see your boy, man, Kyrie Irving? Yeah. Kyrie was just giving gestures to the whole Celtic fan base. Yes. <laughs> <All that. laughs> and was
4: I ain't balling. mad at him, though, Junior. No, I ain't no. mad at him, though. Look, man, people buy these tickets, and you think you could just say whatever you— These grown men out here playing. We got booing and cheering. That's a part of it. But right. when you verbally insult these guys, dog, these grown-ass men out here. Yeah. I was with Kyrie on that. Kyrie went off. He did, man. And dropped thirty
1: nine. <laughs> in his process. <laughs> but uh, you remember that? Did you ever see that clip where that dude said something to uh, Kevin Durant? talking him I think you need to take the game over. And Kyrie and Kevin Durant turned back to him and said, I think you need to blank up.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I
4: think you need to shut the blank up. <laughs> yeah. Because you on the sideline, you don't even know how this game go. You come nah. out here, you can't whoop nobody on the floor, including the refs. <laughs>
1: Bucks and Bulls tonight. Bucks lead that series 1-0, man. So it's going to be pretty yeah, good, Yeah, Bulls oh. can come
4: on go home. They, they can trying. go and pack
1: it up. <laughs> they can pack they it up. They
4: trying. And the Raptors, nice try, but they got too many injuries on the Raptors right now. And Joel yeah. Embiid is playing like a big man. Who you think going to win it all, Junior?
1: If Joel Embiid keep playing like that, man, these 76ers, boy, they nice, man.
4: Yeah, they nice. But them <laughs> they damn, nice. that damn Golden State, yeah,
1: God but, have mercy. And Golden State, man. God, God.
4: I don't know what you're going to do. I but, just, man, you know, I'm really pulling for Phoenix, man. I really want Chris Paul to get, Chris it run, get a ring. Man. But Joel Embiid, them playing, but them damn Milwaukee Bucks oh. ain't finna let it, it go. <laughs> yeah,
7: Miami looking good. I was looking like Ooh. Jimmy
1: Butler finna fight somebody. He just like, he always want to swing
6: <laughs> on yeah. everybody. Even his teammates are <laughs> scared. All right, Junior. <laughs> Thank you. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show right after this. All right. Uh, This story is crazy. I mean, listen to this. A South Carolina prisoner has decided to die by firing squad rather than in the electric chair later this month. His name is Richard Bernard Moore. He's 57 years old. He spent more than 20 years on death row in South Carolina after he was convicted of killing a convenience store clerk back in 1999. He is the first South Carolina prisoner to have the choice of um, execution methods after a law went into effect last year, giving inmates the option to face three prison workers with rifles instead of being executed by the electric chair method. In a written statement, Moore said he didn't concede that either method was legal or constitutional, but he more strongly opposed death by electrocution and only chose the firing squad because he was required to make a choice. All right. Hmm. He's going to yeah. have
7: to change his mind about this firing squad. I think he acted a little too soon. Well, you know,
1: Tommy, yeah. the, the state don't really care, man. They didn't really bother about it. They just chose yeah. fires. They just said, okay, cool, we're going to move on. But they're
6: not really worried about
7: that. we going to go out there against this wall and just stand up against this wall and wait.
6: Well, he's been waiting for 20 years on death row. The waiting ain't the issue. More than 20 years, yeah. <laughs> I'm
4: going to file some more appeals. I ain't really looking at this dying thing it Don't look like a good choice to me at all. I don't electrical or getting shot. Young Bad shot missing Shot me all in the ear and everything, man, <laughs> and damn. I'm
3: sitting over smoke. here grabbing
4: my ear and everything. He shot me across the top, man, this ain't this. I'm gonna just give me some more appeals going. Guys, you know I mean, it's, I you know, it, you know, we talk about how inhumane it is. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the families of the victims
3: Hello. is feeling
4: Hello. a little bit inhumane too. Cause whatever he mm-hmm. did, to get on death row, you got to kill somebody.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. You got to kill undiffed.
4: somebody to get on death row. Now, you know, mm-hmm. you uh, murdered
0: somebody. And I got
4: you want to live, but I bet they did too.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm.
4: Now, uh, I'm not a I'm not a proponent of the death penalty cuz mm-hmm. I don't think it stops anything. But then at the same time, I understand the death penalty. Yeah, you know uh, it's kind of exactly. hard when you're in torn. that position. You know what I mean? So, like, if someone yeah, kills
0: your loved one, you feel like you want mm. justice to be served. Mm-hmm. Well,
4: if I can get to you,
0: you won't have to worry about the case. <laughs> okay. Yeah,
4: then we'll hold another case. Do you really want to say now. that? Do you no, <laughs> really I mean I'm that. just saying I, I. That's how I feel, though. If you look, yeah. man, you know, look, we all got children. Mm-hmm. You know, ain't, ain't nobody trying to hear this, man. You know, right. and I and I and I know people get emotional, and at that particular moment, I can't promise you nothing. I don't, I don't know how I'd be. I, you know, I'm, I'm gonna be violent though. I do know that. Yeah. You know, but I, <laughs> yeah. it's not a,
6: it's. It's a know. horrible situation. Yeah, it really is, a, and a, a crazy choice. i don't get to, shot yet. though. Yeah. What wow. well,
3: happened to lethal injection?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that one would be if I had to pick a third. That's what I would mm-hmm. just. You know, sure. put that juice, the, le- the electric chair is. That's, Why that's is horrific. that even
0: an option?
7: <clears throat> that's horrific.
0: Yeah.
6: All right, oh, well. Man. Wow. Mm.
0: That's very sad. Yeah.
6: Yeah, talk about the lesser of two evils, firing squad or electrocution. All uh, uh, right,
4: three, three prison
6: guards. I yeah. need about
4: 45 people over there with guns. Let's get this over with. <laughs> you know, that's you get well, you three. You know,
1: the, the, the thing about that, too, Anki, is that there's only one real bullet in there because mm-hmm. they don't want the guards to feel a type of right. way about pulling the trigger. so neither one of them knows who's gonna that's kill like right, yeah. mm-hmm. that's yeah there's, right. there's, there's only know. one real bullet mm-hmm.
7: and how many people firing three. Three. Like three, three. four?
6: yeah three prison workers because they don't want the ain't but one the ain't but with one. rifles
4: i got yeah. a shot at that wall
3: mm. well let mm-hmm. me ask you
4: something though wow holds that one miss do you get to go on back to your cell we exactly.
1: <laughs> we didn't try it. Pew!
4: God, dog, my bad.
1: <laughs> Aim! And then I am going to let you reload. I'm
4: going to be over there. We don't reload. Dog, hey dog. Sir, sir, Mr. Harvey, this isn't dodgeball, sir.
6: Sir, Mr. Harvey, stand against the wall. Mr. Harvey. Thank hey, God. We have got one go. shot. Coming 20 minutes after the hour. We'll have more of hey. the Tuesday morning show. We'll to do
5: You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show.
6: Well, Elon Musk is said to be the richest man on the planet. But in a recent TED Talk interview, he came across a question that ridiculed billionaires about their money. And Musk said he isn't using any of his wealth for himself. In fact, He doesn't currently own a home. Now, that's shocking, but what's even more surprising is where he says he sleeps at night. Musk says he stays in spare bedrooms of his friends. That's what he does. He stays in their spare bedrooms, and this is all over the world. He's the richest man, so he has friends all over the world, and when he's in that part of town or the world, he stays at their house in the spare bedroom. Hey, that's where Kanye
7: get that
4: from. Stop all this foolishness with Elon What? All this stuff he be talking about, That's that man be said. lying, all kind of stuff, man. He, Elon Musk got too much stuff going on. I don't care how much money he got. I don't give a damn where you stay. What the hell you making all this money for? He ain't spending none of the money on himself. Well, what is you doing with it then? <laughs> well, why are you mad, though? I'm talking <laughs> that ignorant ass mess. What the hell is you going to work for if you ain't spending none of the damn money? Oh man, he ain't doing all that for charity. Y'all can miss me with that. Y'all going with that.
6: No, well, no if you had that kind of money, over two hundred and fifty billion, uh, how many houses would you own? You just stay at your own house. Two
4: hundred and fifty.
6: Uh-huh. <laughs> a billion for each uh-huh. house. Well, <laughs> so if nice. Elon wanted to stay at your house, would you let him stay there? Hell he no! You can't stay here. I don't <laughs> like people at my house. We'll have more of the Steve. <laughs> Give Harvey me a billion chart. dollars,
4: you can come on in. Matter of fact, here, this your
6: house. Hello. <laughs> Coming up in thirty-three minutes after, we'll play a round of Would You Rather right after
5: this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show.
6: Time for Would You Rather, guys. Would you rather walk like a penguin? Walk like a penguin or strut like a peacock. Would you rather like penguin a peacock? peacock. <laughs> I'm gonna huh? strut
7: like a peacock. Prance. That's what I sexy to do. Penguin. Prance.
1: <laughs> Junior? Penguin. I'm not strutting. I don't walk. I <laughs> That's what I do,
7: I walk. Them, 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 them little bit of stuff right there,
1: buddy.
6: Well, that's fine.
3: Mm. Mm. Bit of
1: stuff. Mm.
6: What about you? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Why are, are
3: you instigating
6: that? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, mm. Steve Finquen or Peacock?
4: Probably going to have to go and be the peacock. I can't, uh, damn, wild. I can't have nothing chase me. I can't fly. I can't run off. you just on the ice, just your little fat ass, just waddling from side to side, getting ate. No, I ain't going do that.
7: Pick up that egg and carry that egg about, what, 300 miles? I forgot man, how long. Damn that, man.
4: <laughs> okay. All right. Your ass all ain't right. finna be born.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I got to carry all right. an
4: egg all this damn far, man. It's ass on. See you. Let's do something else. I'm going to be a bachelor. Would you
6: rather? Would you rather? Thank you, guys. Would you rather your mate, uh, would you rather tell your mate the truth for one month, the truth, All Me. right. You'd rather bungee jump off a cliff than tell your mate the truth for a month? What? Well, yeah. I'm, I'm
4: going to go and tell the truth for a month.
6: Okay. I'm,
4: I'm, yeah, I'm jumping <laughs> my ass. Uh, I hook can't hook bungee jump. <laughs>
6: I'm
7: flying off that bridge. You hear me? <laughs> and then bouncing right back up.
3: Yeah. <laughs> a, a month? Yeah, a whole month. You got a truthfulness? Yeah, uh-huh. I probably have to go and bungee jump my dad. What?
6: Three yeah. bungee <laughs> jumpers on the yeah. show? Yeah. What is that t- a t- honesty together.
0: with
6: your mate? <laughs> together. Who are you guys? All right.
0: Uh, is that wow. an honesty with your mate? For you no, just for a, a month.
1: Sponge. I just thought about the crushes, like, I can't tell the truth. Like, it's
4: you about, look about at her? a month. I can't do that. You, you can go, tie no. that bungee cord. You, you can tie that bungee cord to my big toe. I jump. Out. All right. A whole month you... of the truth.
3: Man. Yeah.
4: Damn. And we ain't going to have much of nothing anyway,
3: so.
6: Here's the last one. Last one, guys. Would you rather talk with a British accent forever? Yes, or... me. Oh, I know. Or talk like a baby forever?
4: Oh, I do. I do that British thing in a minute. Mean, we have yes. been talking with this baby.
6: <laughs> That's
0: Junior. <laughs> I shouldn't
4: sure do this. All this money I've been there for
0: wait wait wait, what y'all doing
1: (laughs) hey family feud (laughs) give me donda give me sherry let's
6: play Feud. all right we gotta go that's your round of would you rather for today coming up at 49 minutes after
1: how many y'all want to date a man or a little bitty baby
5: it's our last break of the day and closing remarks right after this
6: All right, here we are, our last break of the day. It's been a good day. It's been yes, a good it day. Has. Yes, mm-hmm. it has. We have to say yes. our thanks to Bishop Marvin Sapp. Be sure mm-hmm. to pick up his brand new single, All In His Hands, available now. Thank you, Bishop Sapp, where yep. Steve calls you. <laughs>
4: Marvelous Marvin. <laughs> Who was my best friend in college, by the way. Oh, not yeah. not not Marvin Sapp, but marvelous uh. Marvin Horton out of Dayton, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Still friends today. God willing, we'll see all them brothers in June.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Hmm.
4: My boys from, from the frat, man. Hmm. Since okay. night. i I've I've known these cats since 1974. Mm. Hmm. Two of them I've known since I was four. <laughs> <Yeah>.
6: Really?
4: <laughs> What's crazy, man, is all my partners that I grew up with that went to college, mm-hmm. all of us is Qs. Wow.
6: That's
4: crazy, man.
6: That is,
4: yeah. That's crazy. All of the dudes I grew up with that went to school with three of us. We grew up on the same street, 112. All of us is Qs. Pledged at different times, different mm-hmm. schools, all of us is cues.
6: And how many is it in the group?
4: 12. Okay. Dirty dozen.
6: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ooh,
4: woo. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Hey, I got some closing remarks I want to share with you all today. I um, want to talk to you all about your dreams. Dreams are important, man. Dreams are the most important thing. Dreams are bigger than your education. I said this one time at a school, and the principal of the school years ago asked me to stop speaking. pull me off stage. Wouldn't wouldn't even let me finish. And then uh, just, what's what's the word? Reprimanded or talked to me. I say, don't you ever stand in a financial institution and tell children that something is bigger than their education. Nothing is bigger than their education. I said, sir. I'm sorry, but there is something bigger than your education. I said, your dreams and visions. The Bible says a man without a dream or a vision shall perish. And don't never mention if you don't have education, you'll perish. Matter of fact, I ain't never seen education in the Bible, bro. I'm sorry. Well, that's not what we're pushing here. I said, bro, if you had listened to me, I'm actually trying to help you. See, one of the things I've discovered about the school system is... If the school system would implement a dream-building program, if they would twice a month or once a month let kids sit in a room and do nothing but talk about their dreams, their hopes, their aspirations. See, what you don't understand is those dreams will help you educate those children because a lot of times those, those dreams will spur you on to get an education. I'm telling you, man, if a little boy is sitting there thinking, man, I want to fly an airplane one day, do you know how much easier it is to sell him science and math if their objective is to one day fly that airplane and it starts making sense to him? But if you never ask these children what they dream of, what, what their aspirations are, what's in their wildest imagination, you lose a lot of kids, man, because once a kid don't have nothing to aim for, no dream or no vision, they perish. And if all you can see is what's in your surrounding area, your environment, man, you get stuck in that environment, man. It's such a blessing when you see people rise above their environment. I mean, there's some success stories all over the world from cats and women, boys and girls that come out the hood and turn themselves into something. All of us on this show is a product of that. But you got to let a kid be able to see something else other than their environment. That's why the dreams are so important. Now, let me talk to you about your dreams for a second. Listen to me. This is what I've learned. When God gives you a dream, the dream is going to always be tested. Are you listening to me? Whenever God gives you a dream, the dream is always going to be tested. The pressure that's in your life right now, the pressure that you are under in your life right now has a purpose. And it is simple. That pressure is not crushing you, folks. That pressure is pushing what's on the inside of you out. It is requiring the best of you. It is showing you what you're made of. The pressure that you're experiencing in your life has a purpose. It is not crushing you. It is pressing and pushing what's on the inside of you out. You don't know who you really are till you get tested. You don't know what you really made of till you've been pressurized. You've got to go through the test to get to the dream. Every dream you have, you got to go through it to get to it. You can't just wake up and your dreams is fulfilled, y'all. You have to go through it to get to it. All of your dreams are going to be tested. But the pressure that you're feeling right now, it has a purpose. And the purpose is not to crush you. It is to push what's on the inside of you out. God is merely allowing you to see what you are made of. That's what your dream is about. Don't give up on your dreams. Don't you do it just because you're under some pressure right now. Because remember, that pressure has a purpose. Those are my closing remarks. Hope you got something out of it. If you didn't, don't worry. God willing, we'll be back tomorrow. Maybe we'll have something for you then, all right? Hey, here's the main thing, though. Talk to God today. He'd love to hear from you.